0: Welcome to Inside PFS, Philly Free School's podcast. I'm Preyton, and I'm here with... Noah. Ian. And today we're going to be talking about a few different things, but um, I think we're going to start with teen life at PFS. So, what's that like?
1: You know, I get here in the morning, I sign in. It's important to sign in. Got to know who's in the building, who's not. Yeah, man. And then my day can go a number of ways. Sometimes I've got work I got to do for school meeting. Sometimes I take a nap.
2: I feel like mine is uh, pretty similar to that, but it's either um, mm-hmm. big nap or I have to run and go get food because I forgot to do breakfast.
0: Yeah. Um, Food's important. Eat for A's.
2: Yes, because A's are what we strive for here. Yes, we Philly love free School. We love grades. all oh, yes, those good grades. That yes. good system. Yes, please. Excellent. Um. I honestly like. I feel like it's it's kind of hard to specify like a routine that we have because I argue that we actively don't have
0: one. Um, I feel like that's part of the thing. I don't know.
2: I mean, yeah, that's the whole point. Is the fact that like. We show up, and what we do is kind of right. up to us. Right. We got work. Uh, we're all working on our theses okay. and shit, so we all have shit we need to do. But um, Right,
0: everyone's typing.
2: Yeah. But other than that, like, we kind of just... Like, for most of this morning, I was just me and Wyatt playing a uh, war groove and trying to teach him the game. A lot of the time, it's Marley beating me up in some video game or another while we then go get food or whatever. But, like, there's no... Um, clear routine or schedule kind of
0: laid out for it. I mean, yeah, and part of the thing is, like, it's real life, real learning. So, like, we're usually, like, not doing as much school stuff, I guess, and, like, more, like, real life stuff that can relate to, like, you know, our I guess our time in school. Not relate, but, like, stuff we can do during our time in school. So it's often, like, I don't know, just more, like, realistic stuff. Like, I feel like people expect us to be doing more, like, School. I don't know. I don't know. People are like, they're just always shocked, and I'm like, oh, like, what'd you do at school? Like, I went to fucking go off campus and pay a bill. I had to get a money order and drop it off in my rent place. And they're like, that's not school. And I'm like, it is for me. I don't know. Like, usually I'm off campus, getting a money order, or paying a bill, or <laughs> eating, or I'm at home sleeping. Everyone else naps at school, but I don't like to nap at school. Because sometimes kids will put chopsticks up your nose if you sleep at school for too long. That
2: months. is fair and true.
0: Has that happened? Yeah, yeah. that's horrific. Does,
2: I don't, I don't. like up with to books talk on about me. it, right?
0: Books on me is different from chopsticks in your nose. Yeah, it sure. was, it was rough. It was. I don't like thinking about it. Um, but yeah, so I sleep at home, you know. But while I'm here, you know, usually I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I don't know. Luke would tell you that I'm always just being a real prankster gangster. But uh me personally, you know, I am more of a scholar. You know. I like to read, you know. Sometimes you just can we
2: just pause right you know, there? Nope. i can we just pause right there and really just kind of I you No know, literally pause. disassemble kinda of what you just said there as a uh, self proclaimed prankster gangster. What no, that's that?
0: that's what Luke that I that's not self proclaimed guy. That's what Luke you know, has he has he actually just that's, he's that's, that's what he thinks that's great. That's, that's great. good that's yeah. like ten out of ten. I mean it's rough. You <laughs> so know, <it's> rough. <laughs> you, probably, you try to be genuine and the guy's thinking you're just pulling goofs, goofs and gaffs, having a laugh and a half. But I'm not, you know, I'm trying
2: to <sighs> Yeah.
0: So, you know, daily life in PFS is <laughs> it's really interesting because there are a lot of different aspects that lead to it just being, like, completely unorthodox from a regular school day. Yeah. And, being like,
2: even when we are getting work done a lot of the time, it doesn't look like uh, academia. Like, a lot of my work tends to be, like, oh, something in JC is messed up, and I need to get down there and put out a fire. Or I have two kids to suspend in school meeting because people can't just chill for, like, four seconds. Um,
1: yeah, I think that that freedom... <laughs> That students in the Sudbury model are given is like, that's how you learn. That's how, because we have to learn, like, the very real lesson of how do we figure out what to do with our time. Right.
0: And because that's the thing, like,
1: yeah, Yeah. like, we're not necessarily going to need math, but we're going to be operating within the world, like, having things we have to do and things we want to do for the rest of our lives. And I think that's really important to know.
0: (laughs) Someone just, Drew Garfield. Garfield, big balls.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ian, you can't sing big balls. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This really is (laughs) So to all those listeners at home, let me paint you a little picture of what um, my good friend Ian here just (laughs) pointed out. Uh, right in front of us is a high quality
0: uh, Illustration. artist rendition
2: of uh, the, everyone's favorite Monday cat, Garfield, um, who has a number of items in his possession. <laughs> <laughs> he appears to have a gun or some sort of boomerang.
0: That's definitely a Colt 45. That's uh, def- OK, well, I don't know if we can identify <laughs> it that. May it be, a it may be sort of a carpentry square. <laughs> You know those y'all good what are those um you know those measurement tools where you use them to draw straight lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. what yeah. is that called? It's a square. It it's at a ninety degree angle. It's just called a carpenter, but it's not a square. It's a square No, but it makes a square if you're it makes doing a, the, it makes a right angle. But yeah. then why not ninety just, degrees? But why not have it be a whole size square? Because, because you can hard do hard hard. more with it. Yeah. You can do you more with this. Whole yeah. You can't get that in everywhere. Yeah. I mean, shit, I ain't a carpenter. Anyway, he's holding holding
2: what appears to be a carpenter's square and uh, seems to be in possession of some hefty nuts. (laughs) Um, He really just, and you can see in his eyes, he's just truly content and confident in himself as a person. And I think it's kind of beautiful that, you know, the freedom and time at PFS allows anyone to really just have at it with their artistic nature. The fact that this is a
1: school where someone wanted to draw Garfield with large testicles and was told, yes, you have the freedom to do that, is beautiful, I think.
0: I mean, I also think it's amazing that someone simply thought, I'm going to take the time out of my day to draw this Monday-hating, lasagna-eating, shit-talking cat with some big fucking balls. Like, I mean, this guy's got, they're, like, bigger than his feet. On the illustration we're looking at here, they're, like, the, the little half the size of his eyes.
2: All right, so take a second and just imagine regular Garfield now take his eyes and move them to where his balls would be. That is what we have right now. Um, and I think that's, I think it's magical, really. Um,
0: we got to do a cut. We got to. <laughs> go.
2: um, yeah. Uh, I thought so. we kind of
0: went over that part.
2: We I mean, we've part. been kind of just uh, talking a little bit about just our life here in general. And uh, I okay. feel like that's leading into talk about responsibility. True. Because like with that, Sense of freedom that comes with having freedom uh, to kind of do what you want, there then comes a kind of pressure of like you need to figure out what you're trying to do. Because I mean, while you could just do nothing, that's right? not it. It's not really setting yourself up for success in the future. So there's another, there's a sense of pressure and um, being responsible with your time to make sure that you haven't just wasted however many years you spent here.
0: And um, I guess one thing I really, you know, I do want to say while we're live on air is, you know, just that, like, you're in, you're in public school, you know, you're doing your little English paper, and you're like, wow, I wish I had more time to do this. I wish I could do this on my own. But when you actually have the time and you're actually leading it and doing it on your own, it's hard as shit. Yeah. Like, you got to get past that, like...
2: Also, uh, I hate to cut you off there, but um, I just want to point out we're not quite on air.
0: We're on air. Nope. We have live... We have 500 listeners right cool. now. Uh, okay. Do you not see well, the number right wait, there? Wait,
1: wait, cut. <laughs> right, sorry, guys, we're back. Well, that's the new point. Let it roll. Yeah, nothing. Just let it roll.
2: Right, yeah. just, it roll.
0: Right, just let it roll. Forget, even about, forget about this. Forget, forget about, about that. It. We're talking Fuck to each that. other. We're so talking to each it, other. It, we're closer, closer. Closer. Don't close it. Please do We're talking <laughs> to each other now. Okay. Hey. hey. Hey, guys. Um, so, you know, part of responsibility, you know, at PFS is you got to really, like, you got to manage your own time and you got to manage your own goals, you know, your own, um... Your own career choices, your own academic choices—you know, all of it—and honestly, it sucks ass. But it's really good because I can like, kind of manage my own time. <laughs> I can I can manage my own time well enough that you know I, I get things done. But still, that feeling of I want to die. But you're I'm getting things done, so it's it's very good. Um, but but. You know responsibility is something you really you think you want it until you got it and you're like i don't want this anymore you don't want to do it you just want your mom to tell you what to do or some teacher but that's not good because you know when you get out of that school when you get out of that public school and you're trying to do you you know you don't know how to make pancakes for yourself you know what i'm saying you don't know how to manage your own time so you can go on and start doing those taxes, but still get to the electric company by 4 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? You you can't manage that. But with PFS and all the time I get here, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? I come in, I think, oh, you know, I'm going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to rub a little cocoa butter on my face. That'll take five minutes, you know? And then after that, I'm going to go read, play a video game, and I can really just manage my day. It's great. Like public school kids, I notice they really, like, can't do it. No? Like, a yeah. lot of them just can't. Everything's laid out for them. Right. And like having that, you know, having that time and that freedom, like it goes to their head, you know, like even on the bus. You see them on the bus, they're screaming. Yeah. They're wild and out. They get, now. Fucking, they get and, wet. Right. They've I, been locked down all day.
2: I teach kids how to punch and kick real good. And yeah. um, a lot of the time, like, the hardest part is trying to get them to wait for the class to start they're just bouncing all over the place they've been cooped up all day had to sit in these fun little chairs doing nothing
0: but that's more tie, so you can like it's a little different but like we still
2: can't afford yeah. with like 20 to 30 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with, like 20 to 30 so. kids uh, we still can't afford to have them just like running all over the place like we True. still need before class starts we still need them to be at least somewhat orderly and paying so they're, attention they're but it's, it can be a pretty difficult challenge and a lot of that like I attribute that to it's the closest thing they have to treat them until right. they get home. And even then, they're not really free because they got homework. Right. They got chores they need to do around the house. They got all these other things. And it's not, um, they have no control over kind of what their life is.
0: And I mean, you know, it's really, it's really great because not only is this education system bogging down our kids, but it's not even teaching them what they need yeah. to be adequate members of society. So all around, I mean, 10 out of 10 schools are constantly losing funding. They're getting shot up, you know, like teachers are on strike. Teachers are on strike, not getting paid enough from fucking jump.
2: Teachers have to uh, they have to dip into their own pockets to actually get school supplies right.
0: for their students to right. teach them, which is jacked in a lot of ways, you um, know. But this this is a big-ass daycare, You know, we're not doing nothing, no? we're sitting on our asses all day, you yeah, know? a little bit. I go into a bank, and I break down what I need from a bank account and how much interest I want to make. The bank guy's like, oh, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 18 in high school. He's like, what? What school do you go to? You know? I tell him I go to a school where I don't have homework or classes. Oh, oh, what? You're not so smart anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. But There's... I was two minutes ago, and I could talk to you about all this, you know, versus any other public school kid that most likely could not. It's just, it's just really interesting,
2: and it's not even like a more traditional school system doesn't work. Because like, think of um, really anywhere in the Netherlands, Sweden,
0: they got pretty good schools. They got fantastic schools.
2: They don't do homework. They don't do homework out. there. They don't do homework. They have citizenship classes.
0: They also let you sit down if yes. you work retail. Yeah, let you sit down in that cash down. Just <laughs> kind of ridiculous.
2: Um, and then they also like, you have a guaranteed job until what is it, twenty one? I thought 22, so. Twenty two. 22. Like you have guaranteed income. Um, so you're not just like...
0: Uh-oh! <laughs> my mom's calling. Alright, we're back. My mom wants me to pick up a quart of milk tonight, so I'll have to manage my busy free-schooler schedule, <laughs> work that out. But anyway, moving right along. Uh, but even down there, like, they have better prisons. Well, prisons I mean, it's because it
2: they're also operating under the idea of, like, we want the prison to shut down due to lack of, uh, inmates. Uh, prisons in America are constantly making like, money off it. We're going <laughs> to shut down if you don't give us three hundred more prisoners, um, and then the state has to be like, "fuck," and just chuck three hundred more people into the prison so it'll stay open. Um,
0: yeah. America, America, land of the mm, don't don't do it, don't do it, leave it alone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but moving on, you know, our, our next topic uh, is kind of age integration and kind of like how that plays Actually, I out. feel
2: like that kind of was a natural transition into more class or race discussion instead. I mean, we could,
1: but that yeah, gets so real. I want to real. talk about why it is that it works so well in, like, Sweden and the Netherlands. Yes, please. Oh, dear.
0: Fun
2: little states up
1: there. It's because they're hey. all white. They yeah. don't let people who aren't white in. And it works great for them because if there aren't enough different kinds of people, you can't have capitalism. Yeah. Oh, if you yeah. can't make people hate each other, capitalism doesn't work.
2: And then there's also, like, even in, not even just the Netherlands, but in France. Like, the people can afford to publicly revolt and show very a uh, deep-seated uh, kind of anger towards the system. And there's definitely, like, cases of police kind of lashing back out, but shit gets done because you don't have half the population fighting itself along with the... Um, just federal forces also like um West Philly there was that one commune that got literally bombed you know how about that It was uh, it was like 1970 something like that a housing project no it was a commune it was a, a group of people it was all black but a group of people who were just like we're done here and then they bought like two houses knocked out the walls between them they were just row houses they were just living they weren't doing anything but uh, they were deemed a threat and literally bombed.
0: deemed a threat?
2: They were deemed a
0: threat. Wow, that's like me walking down the street with a black hoodie and a phone in my hand. Really, though. That's rough.
2: Like, wow. But then you have people in uh, France, two dudes literally, this was a couple decades ago, but two dudes literally kidnapped a, uh, I don't know if it's a senator over there, some political figure, um, and demanded certain laws be passed. And what happened to them? The laws got passed. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. Wow. And that looks great, and like wow, we should do that, but we we can't we can't do that <laughs> because it's yeah like it's becoming a little bit less not the Netherlands so much, but a lot of Europe is becoming less of an ethnostate to some degree because you have a lot of refugees ref, wow. uh, refugees from just kind of a bunch of places that are just getting actively fucked up by America, by Europe, by Russia, like just um, so becoming less and less just pure white, but it still operates. Kind of under that because they're not seen as French. You have Syrian refugees in France, which is different, even though they, a lot of them legally are French; they're legal citizens, um, and but possibly seen as such. Yeah,
0: and that's what sucks. Okay. <sighs>
2: wow. Yeah, we just can't we can't um, mimic that here because it's so deep seated that we're just not one people.
0: Um, I mean, and you know, obviously. I've probably said this many, many times, but the soul, like, ideology and culture of slavery, like, is still super alive in America. Yeah. Like, it's rough. Like, every day I have, you know, white people will have some kind of weird little microaggression toward me or just look at me funny or... I don't know.
2: Just. I'd go as far as to say it's not even just the ideal of it. It's just it's actively still in practice. Like, that's what forced labor is in prisons. Well, You have people who are sent to jail for the rest of their life off of minor, like, drug infractions or whatever, who then have to go into forced labor for pennies by the hour.
0: I mean, you're telling me. Yeah. You're telling me. But, like, it's it's, it's
2: less of, it's not even just the, um, like, idea or spirit of it. Like, slavery still is alive and well. It's just hidden.
0: Not well, though. (laughs) Not very well. Fair. Fair. I mean, Lincoln didn't free them all. You know what I'm mm, saying? Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Ooh, of, Um, But that's actually really good, too, because um, I also would like to go into how interesting it is being, um, for me personally, you know, I'm I'm an urban. I'm an African-American youth. And coming to a free school like this, it's a predominantly white space. It's very, very interesting. You know, just... I don't know, you know, especially in this school where you don't do normal school stuff, and there's more space for your own originality. Is that the right word? Originality. Did I say that right? Yeah, I mean, it's originality, your it's own, unique. Yeah, your own Uniqueness. You can do your own thing in a in a space where you can really do your own thing. All those different, all those different, you know, views of well, all those. I guess yeah, I guess different views of class and race. It's really interesting to not only see them all mingle, but see them all like work together in a democratic space. It's just, you know, because we do have a lot of different people from different backgrounds. And I don't know. I think it it does add vibrancy. Um, it does make things a little more difficult because everyone has different views. But it also is really good because people open their eyes, you know, like, people see other things they wouldn't normally see in their own, we could say bubbles, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like, I've been made aware of things I wouldn't have normally been aware of, you know? Like, I didn't, something, I guess this is probably not a good race example, but I, you know, like, this is where I learned, like, you know, I, who's, I forget who I was talking to, I probably couldn't say names anyway, but I was talking to a girl here, and I was like, Oh, we could we could go out after eight, go to like an arcade or something and she was like, I don't I don't go outside at night and I was like, For what? Like what are you scared or something? And like I you know, I was eleven, I was kind of a dickhead about it. And she was like, No, yeah, like shit happens. Like I could get dragged into an alley and like that different viewpoint, like that different <laughs> like that different observation like really made me like, Wow, like someone has an issue that I completely wasn't aware of. Like, someone has a thing to them that's super real that I completely did not think about. And it's just really interesting to get those different, I guess, aspects from all kind of people here and stuff like that. I
2: also say one of the uh, better parts of it is, like, because we all have... Regardless of if we're taking advantage of it, uh, we all have power in this. Um, And you can just, like... You can see when there are clear instances of biases that are sometimes not so subtle like yeah. there's definitely a lot of even people who are woke i'm using air quotes here um <laughs> if you like, couldn't <laughs> <can> figure that out you couldn't figure that one out um but people who are woke uh still very much have a lot of like smaller things that they need to work on even if they are like on the surface very good about how they speak and act uh towards especially like marginalized groups but um When there are things you see, you can call it out. You can, uh, like there was that little kid who almost definitely doesn't really understand what his actions mean, but, um, remember with his suspension conference, or suspension, um, in school meeting when we asked him if he, if there's someone specific he didn't want on his suspension conference, and he went to the one black girl in the room. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. was, he's, almost definitely too young to really get kind of what that was and what that signifies, but we can act on that. We can, like, we, uh, in his suspension conference, um, we talked to his parents about that, um, kind of brought it up, like, this is something we noticed, we saw that, I don't know if that's your use, but at the very least something is affecting your child, so that he is acting in a certain way. When you see people saying, like, ignorant things you can call them on that and mm-hmm. attempt to re-educate them and if I mean it doesn't always work and if it doesn't then I mean there isn't too much you can do but I mean the, but it
0: works most of the time yeah.
2: cuz I mean if you're gonna be in a place like this you have to be at least open-minded to hearing I mean you uh,
0: generally have to be able to adapt yeah I feel like all in all you have to be able to adapt to this kind of like environment because it's completely different Absolutely. you know we got we have all kinds of people you know beyond <coughs> race all kinds of people of different sexuality different orientations you know all of that like it's really you have to be willing to coexist in a place like this yeah. you have to be willing to compromise you know and it's you know it's really interesting like we got um, we got X you know and my man's loves playing his music out loud he loves playing his music out loud yeah. but to a lot of kids here mostly white that they they feel like it's imposing on them like they don't they don't like how he naturally hangs out. And like Noah, I just used air quotes. Um, no. But it's, I don't know, it's just interesting. You know, you really have to like figure out not only how to make this work for you, but make it work for other people that are near you, alongside you, whatever.
2: And then also just using your tools. Like, because I mean, there definitely will be times when you and other Christian cannot agree. Right. Like, a um, kid a couple years ago really wanna be a Marine. Um, we did not see an eye on a lot of different things and we didn't spend much time together because yeah like we held almost polarized like opposite views right. um, but we figured out how to make it work because I mean through life like you're going to find people who you can't like, you just can't get along with. Right, that's because even, that's all over. Yeah, it's but learning how to use tools available to you to figure out how to navigate with that is also really important.
0: Right. And I mean, even that was so good, cause like, you know, like I remember I asked him, I was like, "Why do you want to be a marine?" And he like distinctly could not tell me why he wanted to be a marine, mm-hmm. uh, be a marine. And I, I couldn't get behind that. Like, why yeah. am I going to defend this country for like no fucking apparent reason? Yeah. Like this country is not. This country ain't shit. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like. And if you
2: you know. you're gonna defend the country, do it in a different right.
0: like. Frankly, Coast Guard. Or it's actually, I like mean, it's know why you're doing it. Yeah. Just right. know why. But I couldn't agree with that. But still, in not being able to agree with that, I could still hear his views, I guess, what few ones he had. And we could still have a general, decent conversation. And that, like, in and of itself was pretty great. Like, you know, a lot of these kids, they have a disagreement. That's it. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to talk to you. Like, that's it. But here, sometimes, we we have to work around that. We have to be able to problem solve. We have to be able to mediate and just coexist peacefully, regardless of what our views or, or opinions are.
1: And I think in a lot of ways, that's that's our responsibility as older students, right? To, yeah. Oh, yeah. to build a community that's aware of that and that is trying to coexist in that way.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because even if we're not, like, cognizant of it, um, the chair of our assembly, I don't know if you remember when he, like, uh, when he was being elected as chair and came in to talk to some others. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, but he he mentioned how like Sebastian looks up to us, which is something I had never really thought about because, I mean, me and his son don't interact ever really, unless it's like, hey, uh, can you help me write someone up, or hey, do you know when, whatever it happens to be because of like a cleanup job or a write up or whatever it is. Right. Um, but like we. Like we are the older since we are kind of what was kind of looked at when like oh how do we how are we supposed to act here here right um,
0: and it's so funny you say that because like I remember like I um like this it wasn't good and I you know I didn't think I was being watched so I wasn't really that worried about it but you know when I around the first time I started coming here you know I was like I was going somewhere to get food and like I crossed on a red light but what I didn't know was that one of the little kids saw me cross on that red light and thought oh it's okay to do it as long as there's no there's no cars coming. But kids can't always see if there's cars coming. So I found out later that this little kid started jaywalking because of me. So I went to him and I was like, "Okay." And like I actually had to like break it down like what my logic was and like why I did that because I didn't want this kid to wind up getting hit by a car cuz I was told yeah. about it and he's like, "Oh, he saw you jaywalking." And I was like, "Shit." And like it, you know, like after that like I really like I started trying to be more cognizant of what I'm doing and like how I'm acting and how I react to certain things. And you know, like you do kinda have to be a role model with all this age integration. Cause we're walking around our building, you know, I walk past a 10 year old one second and then I'm walking past a five year old the next. You know, there's no, there's absolutely no kind of barrier or separation. And you know, it's just, it, kids really look up to you more than most of them will care to yeah. admit. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's great that most of the older kids we have are good role models. And, like, you know. Most. Most. <laughs> Keyword. Um, but I don't know. I think it's great, though. Like, while the kids do learn from us, like, I find myself learning from them as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I even don't know.
2: Just, even just watching how they deal with their issues. Right. Because some of them are Really refined in how they yeah. talk and act, especially yeah. when like, "Hey, you knocked over my Lego thing." Some of them might just kind of scream and
0: right, but then freak the, out. The mm-hmm. ones the, the ones that are a little more with it will say, "Okay, so let's rebuild that Lego thing together," and yeah. then they will. Yeah, and they problem solved all on their own. And that's another thing. A lot of parents don't. I mean, our whole school is built around trust. Like, you have to be responsible for yourself and your parents have to trust you to go here. Yeah. And like, it's crazy because so many parents don't trust their kids. Like, you can ask them, oh, do you trust your kid? And They'll fuck around and say yeah. But when it really comes down to it, no. They're not gonna trust their kid to make their own decisions. They're not gonna trust their kid to direct their own education. You know, they're not Mm -hmm. gonna trust their own kid to do the right thing when it's their choice to do, you know, what they're gonna do. They don't actually trust their kid they try to show their kid what the right thing to do is, and eventually sure they will most likely come to trust them but in a school like this like it was it was really amazing because like I mean I remember my like I had a disagreement with my mom about curfew and I was like I was like I think I should be out till 11 and she was like no you got to be home by 10 and I was like but you trust me don't you and she was like yeah, but that's not it. And I was like, so you should trust me to be responsible and be here by 10 or 11 or whatever. And she was like, yeah, but I mean, but I'm, I make it a rule. And I was like, but you trust me to go to this school. You trust me to be responsible for my own education. So why not trust me to be safe out at night? And she got it. Like She was like, wow. She was like, I do trust you to go to this free school by yourself. She was like, so why don't I trust you to go out late at night? And then that was it. Like she was like, yeah, go for it. Like I'll give you a shot you know she told me if i died she'd bring me back and kill me again and that was valid but like we 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 built off that i don't know it was just i don't
1: know yeah i think what happens like a lot of parents especially like outside of outside of like this model and free schooling in general these kids never get the chance to problem solve right. so they don't learn how right. to do anything on their own Right? And the minute that someone's not telling them what to do and how to do it, they, they can't. break apart.
0: Yeah. yeah, they literally like cannot. And it's rough, because I've even seen some of that here.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, kids, like, we had one kid who was scared of the fire alarm. Yeah. You know? Like, what? Because he doesn't know what the fire alarm... Like, that's... I don't know. Like, you can't, you can't shelter your kid all the time and then expect them to be okay the minute they're alone. Like, you can't do that. But it's interesting here, because, you know kids break out of that and like kids have to fend for themselves and like you know that's scary to some parents like some parents don't want to think about their kid fending for themselves but it's even worse if they're an adult and cannot fend for themselves that's 10 times worse
2: because if you're worried about your five-year-old not being able to fend for himself with a six eight year old like sure like there's definitely an imbalance of some amount of power there Um, and like yeah, there definitely have been like a new student comes in and is trying to figure out the ropes and some little eight-year-old, nine-year-old comes in and is like, ooh, that's a soft target and goes for it. Right. Um, and then as soon as the five-year-old figures out, like, oh, I have these tools I can use. I can ask for help from older students, from staff. I can write people up. Like, I can. I have things to try and kind of figure this out a little bit. Um, and watching kind of detox, because I guess not quite at that age, but like there are people who come from traditional schools and watching them detox from kind of everything they've been brainwashed and just conditioned to believe and think um, to this new freedom like it's kind of wild and we right. also like they come here and then we see them like being taken on a tour and one of our staff is like yeah um, and here we have uh, we have game systems here people sometimes bring in their own games and plug it into the TV and they'll just like sit there for hours and play and you see the kids eyes just Go real big, like they what? Yeah, they huh?
0: But then, you know, how many kids really come here and like play games for hours on hours? The first few weeks, yeah, you're very likely to do that. You're likely to sleep, not do jack shit, look at memes on your phone. You know what I'm saying? But kids get bored, and when they get bored, they're forced to think, they're forced to be creative, they're forced to think about what they're actually gonna and wanna do next.
1: That's the thing that I like to, that's the secret that I like to tell parents in admissions interviews. It's like, your kid gets bored enough, they will decide to learn. Right. Like, they will make that choice, and they will be better for
0: it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, kids learn in so many different ways. Yeah. Like, just because you're sitting at a desk staring at an algebra book, you're not. Like, even like even a lot of the kids I talk to that go to public school, they're not remembering what the fuck is in their trigonometry. They're not give a shit. Most of them aren't going to use any of that stuff. And the ones that actually do feel like they're going to use it go out of their way to learn it. Not only in school, but on their own time. They mm-hmm. self-direct Absolutely. themselves to go for what they know they'll either need or want.
2: From my time in school, like, I always tested pretty well. I I was pretty, I was almost always bad about homework, but I did in-class school work really well. I did tests really well. I did projects really well. Um, I very rarely failed a test, unless it was physics, but that was partially because the teacher was just, that was a whole different situation. But most classes, I tested really well, and even if it was only, like, an 82%, like, that was still pretty decent, considering right. I don't do homework. Yeah. But I, if you asked me about what was on any of those tests, I could not tell you. Right. Because I was learning it.
0: But you're not absorbing. For the test,
2: I was just memorizing. Right. Especially with math. like. Right. The, I can't tell you half the shit I learned. Especially, like, specifically math. Uh, A lot of English stuck, but that was because I had a really good teacher. Yes. Um, A fielding. But, like, and math, like, he wasn't a bad teacher. It's just the way he was trying to teach it wasn't, like, it didn't stick well with me. Um, And actually, most of what I learned was from, (laughs) so this was freshman year of high school, right, ninth grade, and I was being taught by some seventh grader who should have been in a calculus class. Um, who he just got really bored in my class and we had the same name so we went out of his way to just like you know what I'm teaching you now I was like okay (laughs) okay but he like he explained it in a way that like made sense to me and I actually learned a lot more of it Um,
0: and that's the thing I mean a lot of these schools like they have one teacher trying to teach an average of 32 kids And that one way of teaching for 32 fucking kids is not going to work for every single one of those kids. It's not even
2: just 32, because, like, it's 32 to a class, but then they're teaching seven, eight classes a day. Yeah. Like...
0: I mean, and, you know, I'm trying to be, like, you know, say just those 32 kids. But, yeah, you imagine all the kids that go in and out of a math class on a day that aren't fully absorbing what, you know, their parents and teachers feel like they need to. It's not working.
2: Yeah.
0: And then they, what, they're getting stressed out about it and not getting enough sleep. they got to wake up at 5 a.m. to be at the school by 6. And, like, it's just such it's such a poisonous cycle if you really, like, stop to think about it. Like, it sucks.
1: Yeah. yeah. With, let alone if then those kids aren't
0: testing well and those right. teachers are stressed out. Right. And, and then, like, the teaching cycle yeah. continues. Because, I mean, I was, I was good in school. I was an all-A student. You know and like no I could do all the tests and you know I could read all the books and I could write real well but at the end yeah, of the but day did it suck? yeah like I'm burnt the fuck out for what an A plus like I don't want to go anywhere I don't want to see anyone I don't want to talk to people for what an A plus not like,
2: even that but you can't right. like, especially later yeah. the later you get in school like it ends up getting to the point where you have 40 minutes out of your day to uh, What's up? But you have a lot of kids, especially in, um, like, higher-end, I'm using quotes again, um, schools, especially, like, high schools and, like, college prep stuff, you have, I guess, it's a point where you have these teenagers who have 40 to 60 minutes a day to actual free time. Not even free time, but that's time to go to the bathroom, time to eat, time to have any other social interaction, because you have, you're in school until 3 to 4, right? Like, it it ends around there. You get home, like, 4, 4.30. um, Then you have another five, six hours of uh, homework. And that's just also on top of, like, a lot of colleges require you to have extracurriculars. So you're not even actually getting home until six or seven because you have to go to some after-school bullshit. Like, you need to do all this. Then you need to go home, do your four, five hours of homework. Then you need to somehow get eight hours of sleep and then do it again way too early in the next day. Like,
0: I mean, and that was the problem with public school. Like, I was a fucking drone. Like, I wasn't, like, I didn't have any sense of, like, uniqueness, like, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about myself as a person. Like, I knew, I knew what kind of books I liked, because I just barely had enough time to get a chapter reading in, in between my classes. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I I know what kind of books I liked, but I didn't have much reference point for what I liked to do. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have hobbies, really, when I was in grade school. Like I would go hang out with my friends and do dumb shit on the weekends, but then what? I got old enough to the point where I started getting weekend homework, and then that's <laughs> like you just, so after all that, like finally I got to the point where, you no, know, I gave up. Like I yeah. went to my next school, and that was it. Like I did not give a shit. Yeah. Like fights, I'm not doing your work, I'm not gonna talk to you, you know. Like, I can't tell you how many teachers' faces I've stared into while they were yelling at me after that last public school. I would just stare. Like, there was nothing left but being able to come here and, like, do things not only on my own time and learn things I wanted to learn at my own pace, but I was able to learn about myself and who I am as a person and what I want and what I think and I might form my own opinions. Like, that, I didn't have time to be a human in public school. And now we're sitting here, we're really shitting on public school, but at the end of the day, the Sudbury model does not work for everyone. No. That also doesn't work for everyone, and that's fair.
2: But I I think it's almost worth, even if the Sudbury model doesn't work for you, I think it's almost worth coming and trying it it for for at the very least like a year because it then gives you a better perspective of like traditional school might work for you, but if you're forced into it, a lot of people will naturally lash out at it and try to fight back in a way. Even if that is the system that works well for you, like just from the fact that you have to do it, yeah. a lot of people will try to fight back. Like, but if you, you come here, say. yeah, if you come here and then realize, oh wait, that was actually so good because I like I can't on my own. I just I can't uh, get this drive. I I also don't have the resources I need to actually do what I'm trying to do. Right. I'm trying to. Go to I'm trying to pass my like LSAT, right? I'm trying to go to law school and pass my bar. But I can't really do that here, so I need to go back to high school. But it's then your choice. It's your drive. You're not being forced into it. You need
1: that boredom. Yeah. You need that you need to to, you need to hit that point where you say to yourself, I want to be doing
0: something. Right. And I mean it's it's really just it's crazy to me. Like I was even talking to like this adult the other day, like this grown ass like forty two year old man. And he was like, I don't use, like, a third of the shit I learned in school, like, at all. Like, you read, you write, but he was like, I don't use most of this shit. He's like, I don't even use advanced math. And it was like, it was just really deep. Like, you go through all of this for something that, like, you don't even get much out of in the end. Like, all this for a piece of paper, you know. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, it's currently three o'clock. And in Philly Free School, that means it's time for cleanup. So right now, uh, I'm here with my man's Ian. I'm here with Noah and myself, Preyton. And this has been the Philly Free School Podcast. We'll catch you next time.